Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. and welcome to Joy News Today. We are coming to you live from our studios in Kokomlemle. We are on DTT because we are free to wear on DSTV Channel 421 and Go TV Channel 125. Joy News is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, rape, murder and manslaughter cases in the Upper West Region hang in the balance as members of the jury stage a walkout over unpaid allowances. Also this afternoon, barely 24 hours after balloting aspirants in the NPP flag bearer race, aspirants are yet to receive voters' album for Super Delegates Congress. We have more as Alan Chairman Tim postpones his Ashanti regional campaign tour, citing sensitive government and parliamentary businesses as the reason. Plus, we'll hear from aspirants who have started reading meanings into their position on the ballot. And students of the uh, uh, Adisado College at the heart of the violence captured in a viral video have committed to be of good behavior following nationwide backlash over their conduct. That's according to Deputy Education Minister Reverend Fodjo. My name is Aisha Ibrahim. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Joy News on TV. My personal handle is at Danana Aisha. Please. Stay for details. Many thanks for choosing us. Rape, murder and manslaughter cases in the Upper West region have been suspended after members of the jury there staged a walkout. They accused government of unfair treatment and have threatened not to return to the courts until their concerns are addressed. Rafiq Salam is our man in the Upper West region and he joins us live on phone. You've been interacting with spokespersons of the jury, Abdul Hakim Suleiman. What more has he been sharing? Hello, Rafiq. You've been interacting with a spokesperson for the jury, Abdul Suleiman. What has he been telling you? 
Hello, Rafiq. Kindly unmute. Unmute. Yes. Go ahead, Rafiq. Uh, what we have been told by this jury is that for the past uh, 21 months, that's almost two years, uh, they have not been paid uh, their allowances. And so what transpired in court yesterday and day today uh, was that they were supposed to uh, do certain, and they thought that uh, they, they couldn't sit uh, on that, and so they boycotted uh, the, 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 the proceedings. And so let's listen to uh, Abdul Hakim Suleiman on the issue. The government should expedite action in releasing funds to the judiciary so that they can also at least fulfill their obligations, such as some of these things, and the panel and the jury members and other persons within the judicial system. So if they are able to do that, I think that will fasten, facilitate the speedy trial of some of these cases. What's the impact of this delayed payment in your lives? Yes, a lot of people coming from the communities, buying fuel day in and day out to attend court sittings and they're not paying, is taking a toll on their finances. The little finances they have, they have to use it to take means of transport to come to the court for court sittings. So it is no small thing that we are talking about. For two years, no money paid to us. And then yet, because of our dedication to duty, this is national duty. We don't want to dis be disrespectful to our citizens of Ghana. We have to oblige and then attend court sittings. So it's one of the reasons why we say, no, we can't continue to be doing this and then they won't listen to us. For once, let's also act so that the authorities they be, will understand that, yes, we're also human beings working within the system and then what is due us should be given to us, not uh, actually privy to Thank you very much. You. We wish you all the best. Thank you. Yeah. So what appeal? Do you have any uh, appeal? Has there been any response from the judicial service, Rafiq? I tried to speak to the administrator of the judicial service uh, right here, and then he told me that uh, France are far afoot uh, to uh, get them uh, paid their allowances. And I uh, asked uh, when the timeline, she said there is no timeline. They have done what they are supposed to do. And so they are only, only waiting uh, for payment uh, from the head office, uh, from the judicial uh, service. But let me also uh, tell you that uh, the impact uh, of this uh, boycott is having a tool uh, on uh, many cases. They are talking about rape, mass slaughter. The impact uh, of this uh, boycott is having a tool uh, on uh, Many cases they are talking about rape, mass slaughter. Are said to have died at Sea Beach. Result: the police who are investigating the matter. My colleague Kwame Yanka has been following this for us. He joins us with more. Kwame Yanka, what more do we know about this incident? All right. As we try to get our Kwame Yanka, we we are also hearing that the police is leading. Uh, right. So Kwame Yanka is on the line. Kwame Yanka, tell us more about this incident. Okay, so according to information um, we have been able to gather, um, it indicates that at about 4 a.m., roughly between 4 a.m. and then 4.30, um, some fishermen had gone to sea ahead of, um, ahead of 
the Homo World Festival um, this year, and they happen to have come in contact with um, a tag boat, which initially they were describing as having belonged to Ghana Navy, but um, upon going further, um, they are saying that should be for um, Ghana Port and our um, authority. So, um, as, it, as it were, um, at least, if, as of now, they are unable to establish whether indeed that was actually for Ghana Port and our um, authority. But that later actually led to the death of um, two people um, who, as, as we speak, um, have been picked up for, um, you know, to be preserved, let me put it that way, um, um, by the police. So um, we have also been speaking to um, some stakeholders in this case. We initially spoke to um, the one in charge of night operations at the Kenum Beach or Kenum Basin, the person of Yasser Arafat Ali, uh, who tells us that um, the fishermen um, numbering 12, um, 12 victims um, in this incident, but then they happen to have been rescued by other um, fishers who were around, um, who only got to realize that two of them were so trapped under the capsized um, canoe, and these two unfortunately lost their lives. Um, so we are still following this, but then unravel what um, led to um, the incident we are reporting on today, and then which actually, um, which tugboat or which vessel um, is really responsible for this. Um, a Metropolitan Security Council meeting is um, underway by all stakeholders, by the Metropolitan Chief, led by Metropolitan Chief Executive, um, the Navy, the Ghana Force and Harbour Authority, and other stakeholders within the um, summer um, Metropolitan area to really sit and then um, receive reports from all stakeholders, including the um, leadership of the um, Fisher folks to really see the way forward. And he's even saying that when corporates are um, identified in this very um, situation, well, they should be um, brought to book. I mean, we're hearing that the Tema Harbor, uh, uh, the Ports and Harbor Authority has uh, refuted the claims. What have they been saying? Okay, so um, having um, reaching uh, no, he's in charge of the fishing um, harbor in, in this case, in the person of um, Isaac Syria. He is saying that, yes, Ghana Force and Harbor Authority um, is in charge of this area. But then, because the fishermen or the fishers in this case are unable to identify the exact boat, because according to him, per the um, description the victims are um, giving, that conflicts with um, what the Ghana Force. That, um, the, the, the boat or the versus or the launch of Ghana Port and our authority. They are saying that it could be for another um, um, operative on the sea, and not necessarily Ghana Port and Harbour Authority, who should be held responsible for the death of uh, these two um, fishes. So they would want to hold on at the appropriate time after the uh, Metropolitan Security Meeting um, would respond um, in appropriate measure to clear the air um, and not to be more or less drawn to this case, which the, the authority is very far from. I'm Ayanka, is our correspondent in Tema. He's been following this for us. Uh, meanwhile, fisher folk and residents alike, we're told, rushed to the basin after waking up to the sad news. Some couldn't help but shed tears. The Ghana Port and Harbors Authority has refuted the claims as reports from the fishermen regarding the exact boat that attacked them in conflicting and would respond in.
course. Meanwhile, the Tema Metropolitan Chief Executive Yvonne Ama Ashiti is unhappy about the incident. According to him, a Metropolitan Security Meeting is going to be held with relevant stakeholders to unravel the truth. First, let's listen to the Chief Fisherman. Around 4.30, we had information that this dome, there are fish force. Yes, the fish force went to the fishing. And unfortunately, they were hit by the Gapua launch. So we. So it's not navy. It's not navy. It is Gapua launch. How do you know? I I I interviewed the fishermen. While I'm in charge, they meet me before they meet everybody. So I asked them what happened because we must know what happened. Unfortunately, say. By initial, did you also hear the navy? Yes, of course, but it wasn't so. Yes, of course. Okay. We we thought it is a marine police too, because they are in charge of that. Understand all right, but when I consult, I confront the fishermen. They told me they went to the fishing and they went to the up and cast one net, but unfortunately, they did not get fish, so they decided to come down and hunt from the down. So, on their way going to the downside, and they saw the launch coming from up, so it's come to their direction. And immediately, they get to them, they don't ask them anything, and they pass the little bit and they push up the launch, they push up the launch and they work on them. So we meet capsize. So when the boat capsize, they leave them. So they start calling themselves. They call themselves. I capsize the canoe upside down. They find the two men in the canoe, locking by the nets. Dead. The, the issue I've got to the police. So we were watching the police and see uh, the, the other side of the story too, because they have told us at their own. But we never heard from Gapua. So we cannot conclude it as at now. So we were waiting the police investigation to be continued. We can now listen to the Tema Metropolitan Chief Executive. The committee to investigate this matter thoroughly and deeper. And after this, anybody found complacent in this matter will actually face the full request and the recommendation that will come from the committee. Uh, we at MESEC will not sleep over this. Certain incidents do not happen. No, like uh, there are different, different accounts. Um, one account mentioned security, one account mentioned GPC, different, different accounts. And um, I really want to get it from all of them so that we can understand clearly what happened. And once it's clear exactly what happened, then we can talk about it officially. For now, it's a little bit premature if we have to see conflicting evidence that I have. I can assure you, right after the message, I'll go to an interview so that I can brief you properly on exactly what happened. Okay, so what about the bereaved families? Yes, so from there, we'll move to the bereaved families. We'll come straight with them. We'll let them understand that it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll not leave them to this. We'll be with them, we'll support them throughout all the entire process to make things a little bit easier for them. We know that will not bring them back. But what can we do? The issue has happened. We'll make sure those involved who didn't do are fully punished according to law. And then also we'll also be there to support them toward the, the barrier and everything so that uh, that load and that pressure will not come over there. So this is what we will do from a TMA's point of view. Let's head to the central region where students of the Kwaku House of the Desado College who are at the heart of the violence captured in a viral video have committed to be of good behavior following nationwide backlash over their conduct. That's according to education of 
Deputy Education Minister Reverend Intim Fojo, who has been speaking to the students today. In the viral video, a student, a bulkier student, was seen strangulating and hitting the head of his mate against a metal bed frame in the dormitory. Investigations are underway while police. Meanwhile, management of Adisadal College has recalled a victim of a viral video in which he was being strangulated by his colleague and later had his head hit on a metal wall. The student is currently undergoing medical treatment and psychological evaluation. Deputy Minister of Education John Intim Fojo has been in that school today. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. We can now listen to the Tema Metropolitan Chief Executive. We are committed to investigate this matter thoroughly and deeper. And after this, anybody found complacent in this matter will actually face the full request and the recommendation that will come from the committee. Uh, we at MESEC will not sleep over this. Certain incidents do not happen. No, like uh, there are different different accounts. Um, one account mentioned security, one account mentioned equity. Different different accounts, and um, I really want to get it from all of them so that we can understand clearly what happened. And once it's clear exactly what happened, then we can talk about it officially. For now, it's a little bit premature. If I have to see conflicting evidence that I have, I can assure you right after the message, I'll grant you an interview so that I can brief you properly on exactly what happened. Okay, so what about the bereaved families? Yes, yeah, so from there, we'll move to the bereaved families. We'll commiserate with them. We'll let them understand that it's unfortunate, but uh, we'll not leave them to this. We'll be with them, we'll support them throughout all the entire process to make things a little bit easier for them. We know that will not bring them back. But what can we do? The issue has happened. We'll make sure those involved who didn't do are fully punished according to law. And then also we'll also be there to support them toward the, the barrier and everything so that uh, that load and that pressure will not come over there. So this is what we will do from a TMA's point of view. Let's head to the central region where students of the Kwaku House of the Desadal College who are at the heart of the violence captured in a viral video have committed to be of good behavior following nationwide backlash over their conduct. That's according to Education 
Deputy Education Minister, Reverend Intim Fojo, who has been speaking to the students today. In the viral video, a student, a bulkier student, was seen strangulating and hitting the head of his mate against a metal bed frame in the dormitory. Investigations are underway while police. Meanwhile, management of Adesado College has recalled a victim of a viral video in which he was being strangulated by his colleague and later had his head hit on a metal wall. The student is currently undergoing medical treatment and psychological evaluation. Deputy Minister of Education John Intim Fojo has been in that school today. And you have taken your own personal decisions to do things differently in your own personal and individual capacity. Not just now on a 17 year old boy or an 18 year old boy or a 16 year old boy student or a Correspondent Semifari Joyce Kwesu has spent the day at Adisadol College following the minister's interaction with the students. He joins us via Zoom. Semifa, tell us how the day has been like as the minister visits the school. Right, Asha. So the deputy minister, Reverend Intim Fodro, was here. He's just uh, entered his car leaving. So he met with the students, the counselors who are uh, tasked to take care of the psychosocial well-being of the students involved in the case. He spoke with them, including the students and the teaching staff of the school. Now, one of the things that he mentioned was uh, the report about the suspect being arrested by the uh, police as directed by the Attorney General. So he said their office or his office cannot speak on that issue and will not interfere with the uh, arrangements and processes by the office of the Attorney General, so he didn't speak on that. And he also said the reports, both internal and external, are being concluded. So once they are done, they will come out with the report, and it will be made public. So this uh, has been the development so far. Mm. The minister says that uh, the children have give, the students have given him their word to be of good behavior, right? Um, do we know about this commitment? Yeah, so, so he engaged the students earlier and tasked them to be of good behavior. He asked them to cease bringing phones to school, which was, uh, I think, a, a major cause of these bullying issues. And he also admonished them to send phones to school, which was, uh, I think, a, a major cause of these bullying issues. And he also admonished them to stay, asked them to produce one of the best results in the history of the school, that is talking about the WASI. So that has been the engagement with the students, and the students has assured him that it will be of good behavior. Will not help the, the students, um, except that I think that um, the students should not have access or reasonable access to the media, so that they will be distracted. So the, the public discourse, you know, one will not help them, and so we should try as much as possible to disconnect them from the media, social media, etc., so that they can concentrate. Second is that by now, I expect that the GAS will have triggered its um, guidance and counseling 
systems at the regional level so that the necessary guidance provided to both the victim and the corporate. Um, it's, it's not likely the corporate will write the examination from the school. Um, of course, he's a candidate, so he writes it from of YX and sentence, which is classified. Um, but I, I think that the counseling they need um, should be provided the same. And I'll be surprised if it hasn't been done by now because GES has the necessary um, mechanisms to do just that. Now, it is great that the minister has gone to the school uh, to have first hand information about this near fatal um, incident. Um, it has reached a national level um, of, of attention because even the AG's office is, is involved. And so I understand why the minister should be in the school. But I would have also wished that when my students drowned on their way from school, you know, um, in Fana, in Wajabawi, the minister would have visited those communities and those schools because nine, nine students drowned. They lost their lives. It was fatal, you know, and they were only assessing education because they didn't have schools in their island communities. In Wajabawi, right here. Um, and we didn't, we didn't see the minister go there. We actually wished and called for him to go there, but he didn't go there. You know, and so... I'm happy the minister is visiting the school because of the risk um, um, visited on one, one student in a senior high school. It shows concern for what happened there. It shows concern for discipline. It shows concern for the life of children. And it shows concern for um, the administration of, um, 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 I mean, the, the administration of discipline in the school. Still on education, this afternoon the minority in parliament is warning that this year's WASI and BECE could be in limbo if government does not clear outstanding debt or the examination body. According to minority spokesperson on education, Peter Nochukotoy, WAYEK needs about 50 million cities to clear its debt to examiners, supervisors and other service providers in the value chain. And without this payment, the exams this year may not come off. But the challenge for WAIC now is the government's inability to release funds to them to perform their functions. Those uh, who worked for WAIC uh, last year, 2022, in the conduct of the West African Secondary School Certificate examinations have not been paid the allowances due them. The supervisors, the invigilators, the examiners, and all other persons. So, work is uh, unable to raise funds. All other persons. So, work is uh, unable to raise funds. Which government had to pay to work? We had to talk, talk, talk before 50 million was released to them to enable them to pay the examiners for 20 you and I know what will happen. So it is denting the image of uh, WAIEC internationally. If other countries are able to remit money to them regularly, I know of a country, a member country, that by the end of the first quarter, all the budget of uh, WAIEC is released to them for national and international examinations. Why can't we do the same? in Ghana. So this is the challenge WAIC is facing and if we don't help them to get what is due them, I don't know how the sounds for this year that of the WASE and BEC will be con conducted. 
Peter Notokoto insists Waek is struggling and only a timely release of the funds from government will assure that the exams will come on. Uh, for now, they need about 15 million to clear the previous year's uh, arrears. Do you see it? Then what will be given for them to conduct the examinations for this year? You know, those who print their scripts for them, those who uh, print answer booklets, they owe all of them. You see it? So if you don't pay, how would they provide those materials for you? Mm. Yeah, so uh, my information is that uh, government is struggling to give them some money uh, by close of uh, the week. And uh, I cited information that is only 40 million. That may, I'm not very sure, will clear the areas. But going forward, what do we do? Because I remember years ago when uh, I was an examiner, we received our uh, allowances on the day you hand over your marked scripts. But it's not the case now. So I think people are getting uh, tired. People are losing interest in working for WAIEC. And I think there's a need for government to back up mm. and then solve the problem for WAIEC. As a, as a committee, these monies are not paid. Um, are you going to do any intervention to make sure that these amounts are paid? Because this is a really serious issue. If WASI and BEC do not come off, or they do not come off in a way that has integrity, then it's a challenge for the education system. Yes, last year. The Ghana Education Service is urging parents to take interest in the early education of their children as it is a foundation of a successful journey in the education at a stakeholder sensitization program for the Tashkent Declaration on Early Childhood Education. A director of pre-tertiary at the Ministry of Education, Nana Bafuiwa, underscored the importance of early education for children. The Tashkent Declaration is an agreement signed by countries in Tashkent, Pakistan, that allows guiding principles focused on equitable and inclusive quality of early childhood care and education services for children, education personnel, policy, governance and finance towards early childhood. The stakeholder meeting is aimed at sensitizing stakeholders in the childhood education space on how to achieve the target set forth by the agreement. The Director of Pre-Tertiary Education at the Ministry of Education, Nana Bafuewa, urged parents to take an interest in the early education of their wards and also indicated the need for specialized teachers for early childhood education. Many of the parents don't even know. They think that, oh, Early childhood is not necessary, and for that matter, they prefer enrolling their children at the primary, lower primary. But you need to um, work on the early childhood child before you can move on to the primary, lower primary, as I used to say. To me, early childhood education opens the child up so that they will be, when they move to the primary, they will be ready for the mainstream education. And then we also need to train more uh, special teachers for the early childhood. The Director of Early Childhood Education at the Ghana Education Service, Vida Barbara Into, says it is very important that children's development are invested into 
to achieve the set target for 2030. We are implementers, so we are implementing every bit of the policy that we've uh, ministry and GES have. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And then also GES is in support with development partners and NGOs to develop activities, manuals for training, going for monitoring, and then uh, training the health teachers for, to uh, mentor and then coach the teachers in the classroom. So we are doing a lot. Just that uh, we need more supporters more NGOs, more development partners to come and then support the early childhood education unit so that we can have it right. Amasewa Nikwe is a Secretary General of the Ghana Commission of UNESCO, one of the organizing partners of the forum. In Ghana, uh, education formally starts from four years. And so we have two years of pre-primary education. Uh, what happens to the child between zero and four is uh, largely the parent's responsibility. But a lot of the key social skills that we will require in life begin to be developed there. And so parents should also play their part. You know the popular saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, the entire society, some children are left with grandparents and aunties, etc., have a role to play. There are also creches, nursery schools, as it were, in the country. And we are working towards formalizing them, ensuring that the teachers are well-trained, understand the area, uh, the sector, and how to ensure that children receive the best education at the early childhood stage as possible. The stakeholder conference was on the theme, The Ghana Story, Contextualizing Early Childhood Education Tashkent Declaration and Commitment. Prince Kwame Kuduga's report read to you. Play the montage. Black bearer aspirants in the governing NPP are yet to receive the photo album that will be used to conduct the Superdelegates Congress on August 26. This is <clears throat> contrary to the early announcement by the party that the election committee will finish aspirants with the delegates register a month before the elections. But some of the aspirants say they are yet to receive it after the balloting yesterday. We'll hear from some of them shortly. Right now, there's a lot of buzz around the positions of the various candidates. Those positions on the ballot are often assigned either spiritual or numerological meanings by aspirants to convey the campaign messages and create signposts in the minds of voters. The upcoming Superdelegates Congress of the NPP is no exception as aspirants scramble to secure a spot in the final five contenders. Let's take a closer look at the meanings behind some of the positions on the ballot. Samuel Mbura has more. Kennedy Japan holds the number one position on the ballot. While he's yet to reveal the interpretation of his placement, we can expect an intriguing explanation soon. Alan Chamantin contesting the elections for the third time occupies the number two spot 
Catherine Afeko, a member of his campaign team, explains that the number two position represents a fresh start and a chance for Alan to secure victory. For us in the campaign headquarters, he's ready in the spiritual realm to be the next to lead. Number two means you're going to one. Moving on to number three position, spokesperson Abdul Majid Adam of Joe Gatti's team claims that it symbolizes the Trinity, signifying a powerful force that will break barriers for the party. Number three is very significant. Islamically, it is representing Shafiri the Witri. That is what Shafir will whittle. And in Christianity, it represents the Trinity, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Energy consultant Kojo Poku at number four is yet to communicate the meaning behind his position. However, former Greek minister Dr. Afriyakoto believes that his number five spot signifies a special omen of victory. An elderly man called and said, are you aware that five stands for God's grace? If you look at the Bible and ask scholars, they will tell you number five in the Bible stands for God's grace. The former general secretary of the MPP, Kobine J. Japon, placed at number six, believes that the election is not solely about the number on the ballot, but rather the message conveyed to the voters. Echoing this sentiment is former MP for Mampong, Francis Adainimo, who is number seven on the ballot. On the other hand, Dr. Konedu Apreko, a contender for the third time, is convinced that his number eight position represents the party's slogan of breaking the eight. Or bringing cancer speaks for his campaign team. Because MPP wants to break eight. And if you are number eight, it gives you a sense that breaking the eight with number eight, it makes your campaign message easier. Former Energy Minister Boache Jako, holding the number nine position, is still contemplating the meaning behind his placement. Meanwhile, the campaign team of Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya acknowledges the strategic nature of their number 10 position. However, they emphasize that the aspirants' messages are what truly matter in the end. Nana Kumia, a spokesperson for the campaign team. It, it affords us better uh, visibility so that our supporters can easily uh, identify that location. You know, like we say, Asiaho, or if you are number one, Soho, the team really doesn't place much uh, value on whichever position because the Palmyra brand itself is very strong. If you just joined us, we are live on Joy News today. We're coming to you from our studios in Kokomlemle. We're on the fan of the street. When we return, there is more we'll be bringing your way from the world of business. You will enjoy free life insurance. Oh. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A seven, oh. And even more consolation rewards in the Ecobank double salary promo reloaded. Vimwo, this Ecobank salary account sounds interesting. Oh. What do you think? Uh, 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 yeah. But maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'll go shy my shoe. Yo, myself, I'll go check my BB. We going up, never go down. And we 
Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. And Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on Join News Today with me, Pius Kojobaka. Government's technical and vocational education and training initiative should be more practical to support the creation of jobs. This is according to the president of the Kimbu Old Students Association, Engineer Joseph Odai. He says the initiative should be designed to contribute to the development of a productive workforce by linking the education system to the needs of the economy. Mr. Odai spoke to Joy Business at the press launch of the 150th anniversary celebration of the Kimbo Senior High Technical School. School said that historic milestone represents educational excellence, resilience, and transformative impact on the lives of countless students. Engineer Odette called for more investment for the TVET initiative. When we were here in the 80s, we had a lot of workshops taking care of woodwork, metalwork, electrical installation, and things like that. And I think this has really gone down. But um, with the introduction of the TVET concept, we are hoping that the country will leapfrog and ensure that our technical education becomes more hands-on, where students, after completing even the secondary schools, will be able to fit themselves into society and start working with their hands with improved skills. Chairman for the government board of the school, John Mainz Anand, said, nurturing young minds to excel should be a priority for most corporate institutions. From this time going, the board will ensure that the staff of this school focus on this so that all children or all learners who have the opportunity of coming to this school, we expect that their competencies will be updated with precision. On her part, headmistress for the school, Sylvia Maunyo Lechate, called on President Akufuado to reach out to her alma mater. Yeah, Mr. President, you were once here. We invite you to come and support your school. This is your alma mater. We are pleading that come and support the school so that it will be a model school for the Ghana and the nation Ghana. The 150 years anniversary celebration is under the theme Equipping Our Future Leaders with the 21st Century Skills, the Roles of the Stakeholders.
That's it for business for now. I am Pius Kuju Bakadar. will be here with more business stories on top of the air. That's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. It has a working surface it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? For crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn. Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Muftar Nabila Abdullah here with Sports on a Joy News today. Veteran sports commentator Joe Lati Sr. has advised the leadership of the Ghana Football Association to issue loathing in the governance of football. Speaking in a yet-to-be-televised Prime Tech interview, the Venerable Olati noted that politics and desire for money have negatively impacted the growth of Ghana's football. Well, they have to clean their heads. I intend visiting Sooner than later, I intend visiting the present head of football. Kent. With his name is Kato Fluko. I want to visit him. And then we have a little chat. Maybe the little experience that I have, a little, I just give it to him. If he takes it, okay. If he doesn't, he is, in, he is right there. You know, I intend to be there. When you say they have to clean their heads, what does it mean? Yeah, they should. they should remove prejudice, they should remove hatred, they should remove uh, uh, unnecessary competition, they should, well, anything negative should be out of your heads. Let them think about football and Ghana, and let them say to themselves, we are here to make Ghana great in football, and it will happen. Let them develop positive thinking, positive thinking all the time. They should completely banish 
the things that, that, are, uh, that have destroyed many things in Ghana today. And i.e. the politics, isn't it? Uh, yeah, the politics. Politics is becoming... Is becoming the Football too is becoming very political. It, it has already become political. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Everybody is interested in football. People are making money out of it. Except the Ulati. I never... Football. Well, they have to clean their heads. I intend visiting, sooner than later, I intend visiting the present head of football. Okay. With his name is Kato Fluke. I want to visit him. And then we have a little chat. Maybe the little experience that I have, a little. I just give it to him. If he takes it, okay. If he doesn't, he is in, he is right there. You know, I intend to do that. When you say they have to clean their heads, what does it mean? Yeah, they should they should remove prejudice, they should remove hatred, they should remove uh, uh, unnecessary competition, they should well and anything negative should be out of your heads. Let them think about football and Ghana. And let them say to themselves, we are here to make Ghana great in football. And it will happen. Let them develop positive thinking. Positive thinking all the time. They should completely banish the things that, that, have, that have destroyed many things in Ghana today. And i.e. the politics, isn't it? Yeah, the politics. Politics is becoming... Is becoming the Football too is becoming very political. It, it has already become political. It's, it's, everybody is interested in football. People are making money out of it. Except the whole idea. I never made money out of it. <laughs> oh, you didn't make money in football? Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't. What happened? My mother told me a good name is better than riches. And I have stuck to that till now. Whether it's good or not, it, um, you ask me, I'll tell you. You never made football money no, in no, football. No. What my my approach to life generally, including football, is not to struggle for money, m money at all costs. No, no, no. It leads to trouble. So I am as I am, simple man. I have many friends. You know, I was I was fighting. Union government with with uh, President Nana Kufuadu. Oh, really? Yeah, we were together. We were there fighting uh, union, uh, against Union government. We wanted pure civilian democratic setup, and it has paid. He's my guest on the next episode of Prime Take. Do join us tomorrow at seven ten a.m. on this channel as we speak to the 96-year-old who's given us the history of Ghana's football, including his personal life story. Now, let's talk some athletics now. And Team Ghana are expected to come in France next month ahead of the World Championships in Budapest, which starts on August 19. Chief Executive Officer of Ghana Athletics, Bafusene, believes camping in the European country will help improve the athletes ahead of the Games. The young athlete that went to U.S. about six seven months ago are doing incredible well. That are giving it a lot of hope. That are giving it a lot of confidence that going forward this athlete will do well. Um, 
something that we're just missing in our preparation toward these bigger competitions. That is the period, few weeks period to the major competition, we always have progress of companies at least for them to be able to at least practice the 400 to get the bottom exchange perfectly done. By this time around, thank God that we have an agreement with French Embassy through the French government that they are, they are they have agreed and even we almost finished all the process of sending our national team to camp in Paris for at least two weeks. We sponsored by French Embassy in Ghana here, which I would like to use your medium to express our profound gratitude on behalf of the uh, the president of Ghana Athletics and the executive board, the NSA and the ministry, that we are so grateful to the French Embassy in Ghana vis-a-vis to the French, uh, French government through the French Athletics Association for giving us the opportunity to, to camp our athletes in Paris for the starting from the sixth to the system of next month to just get give our athletes the best preparation we can get at this moment, at least to practice the former hundred. That has been our bigger problem going into major competitions like World Championship. Uh, so I believe, and I think almost all the executive boards, including Prof. Andrew and others, also believe that this opportunity will give our athletes a bigger step forward going into the championship like, the, the, like this World Championship. That's sports for now. We do have more sports stories on my joy online. That's sports for now. We do have more sports stories on my joy online. Because I, one, my firstborn was actually given a tax. I'm actually pushing him into the ministerial mm, tax. Okay. So I, I gave him a tax, and then he actually went to the father to ask him about what he should do. And then the father came with him. And for me, celebrating 10 years, he's been one of the instruments that God has used for over 70 years. And actually recognizing his input into what he has done was actually worth it. So you didn't know he was coming there? No, I didn't know he was actually A surprise. Coming. And he, he was, was wearing a the t-shirt as well. Of course. When he was, he was coming there, <laughs> he, he took one of the t-shirts from the sun and was wearing it. And oh. for me, it was amazing. Mm. He actually did well. So is he part of the planning process? Is he part of the organization? Oh, for him, sharing ideas is not once, it's not twice. He's been actually putting in all ideas. So How did you feel when you saw him? So fulfilling. Yeah. And for me to see my son applauding, it was something else for me. That's fantastic. Meanwhile, Isaac Chumampofu has described Tahila experience as a powerful event and shares his excited uh, to see it grow. What do you make of the whole journey and till, till today? It's very refreshing and um, reflecting on how it all started. Um, it just come to me as um, a joy and an excitement to see the 10 years of, if it's a human being, this is the 10th year of a baby that was born 10 years ago and it's exciting to see it grow to this extent. Um, it is God's altar. It's not for any human being. It's God's altar. And for some of us, it's been a privilege to have been there for the inception of this great vision. I believe that um, 
it has a journey is embarking on and at every step of the journey god has something new to do and we're expecting that on the 10th year god is about starting something new and i believe is going to um, show in all the preparation and on the night of the um, experience i i so i'm expectant of what god is about to do you can't predict what god will do but what i believe in that and what i believe in is what i've seen happening over the years with Tahila. testimonies um breakthroughs coming forth had my own testimonies over the years and i this year is not going to be different, but it's going to be more, especially when we are going to converge in one auditorium in that numbers and sing like the angels are doing in heaven. We're going to have that experience, the heavenly experience in that auditorium. And I'm so excited about it and can't wait to see the event um, come up. Oh, uh, I know that you've been here uh, for a very long time. You've been part of it. Which one would you say that is your favorite of all the... My favorite was the 2019 edition. Okay. The 2019 edition. Yes, that was that was something else. Um, I have a lot of encounters from that um, that particular program, um, from right from its planning to the 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 D-Day itself and the aftermath of it. I can confidently say that is one of the programs we had lots of amazing testimonies coming out from. And that was also one of the um, additions that the beginning of it was so rough and we didn't even know whether we are going forward or we are postponing it for another year. But amazingly, I don't know what came over me, I just told everybody we are going to do it. And um, God did it. On that note, we end showbiz here on Joy so There's more showbiz news in our subsequent bulletins. Also on myjoyonline.com forward slash entertainment. Good afternoon to you, Aisha. Good afternoon to you, beautiful Becky. Definitely log on to myjoyonline.com. You'll find news and updates of all the developing stories. That'll be it for the bulletin. My name is Aisha Ryan. Do enjoy the rest of our program. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.